This episode of Left of Field is partnered with Surf Paints, providing paint pens and everything else needed to paint and draw on your surfboard. It's Left of Field with Danny Kavanagh. Hello, I'm Danny Kavanagh and you're listening to the Left of Field podcast. I'm back again this week with another Ripper Chat. I'm chatting to Claire Bevelacqua, a yelling up surfer who has been on the international scene for years. She has been dominating the waves. She's an Italian-Australian surfer, currently on the Italian national team. She's experienced all the ups and downs of the sports. Big wipeouts have seen her on the sideline for years. She's a resilient girl. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Left of Field, Clara. How are you going today? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. What have you been up to? Well, I've just been kind of getting into the home home life routine, really. It's the first time in my life I've ever been stuck in one place. So just finished building a house and enjoying that, training and working a little bit. Yeah, just spending time at home with the family and my friends. Yeah, you mentioned building a house. You literally built this house. Uh, tell me, how was that process? You built it yourself? Yeah, uh, I collected all the materials and did all the labouring with two main builders, a carpenter and a bricklayer. And I did a lot of the work, but I had a lot of help along the way. But yeah, I built it with my friends. And how long did this take you? What made you want to build a house yourself? I got inspiration from my Italian heritage. So yeah, I guess it's just part of growing up and wanting to have a, a nice little nest and, and a home base. And it took me about a Two years, I guess, all up, but it, it was drawn out over a, almost a decade of just uh, collecting recycled materials and all the things that I needed along the way. And then I just put it all together and in a couple of years and just went for it. Is it everything you thought it would be? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally in love with it. It was an exhausting, huge process and a lot of energy. But yeah, it's, it was definitely everything that I wish for. And I'm, I'm happy that I did it. And now it's done, I can kind of sit back and enjoy did you pick up some new skills along the way? Are you pretty handy with a hammer now? <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a sloppy tradie actually, but I've got a lot of energy and I've got a good work ethic. I know how to do it. I, I definitely can appreciate now that I know everything that's involved in the house and so if anything were, were to ever break or need replacing, like I, I know everything that went into the house. I was there from, from the moment that we moved the trees to lay the slab. Very impressive. Well, you mentioned your Italian heritage. So you are an Australian and Italian dual citizen. Yeah. Where did you grow up and how did you get into surfing? I I grew up in in City Beach in Perth and that beach lifestyle just had me, you know, evolving everything from swimming to diving to boogie boarding and, yeah, just a gradual process to getting on a surfboard and I fell in love with that, you know, riding the waves, walking on the water and, and feeling the power of the energy and feeding off that. And I just, yeah, became addicted, I guess. Anyone in your family ever surf or what made you guys move down to then the Margaret River area? My whole family are ocean people and, and my brother surfs. So, yeah, you're just being a part of doing everything in the water, really fishing and, and surfing and swimming and appreciating the nature and just playing in nature. When did you take up surfing competitively? I pretty much turned pro straight away. I started when I was like 12 and 13 and messed around with it. And then, yeah, I had my signed my first contract at 16. So I turned pro then. 
what what was your first competition? I was just doing local board riders at City Beach with the boys. That was my first double and competition, and then I went to state and then national, and then yeah, went international around eighteen. I've always been competitive. I did everything competitive at school, and I had big brothers pushing me, so just natural to for me to go to competition. Won the state championship. What was that like? State champion, I think, within a year or two. And what was that like, having that kind of title behind you? Did it give you a lot of confidence? That was what I wanted to do, and I was really bad at school. I had a, lo- a really hard time focusing and concentrating at school, and being an athlete was, was really all I had how were the first few years of competing on the tour? The first few years of competing on the tour was pretty crazy. I was like sleeping on the floor and on couches and traveling with, with boys. Yeah, my mom just kind of like sent me on the road and was trusted me and wished me good luck. I learned a lot. It was pretty daunting at times, but it just it builds you tough, makes you strong and, and resilient. And I just learned how to survive. When you're put in that situation, you just you either freak out and, and bail or you adapt and you become stronger because of it and that's what I did. With the many female surfers on the tour at that time you were one of the top female but was there a big contingent of you? There wasn't many girls I kind of was like the only girl around town surfing actually so I was alone I had, just had to hang out with the boys and, and that was it and, and then eventually when I went on the world tour I got to see a bunch of other chicks and and um, international kicks around the world and make friends. But I don't know, when you're, when you're competing against these girls that you're traveling with, it's, I don't know, it's it's kind of crazy. It's not like a team sport. It's very selfish sport, surfing. Even though they're all my friends and we're having a good time, you are kind of on your own. You know, you, you have to beat your friends. You're not working with them towards anything. You're, you're trying to beat them to get ahead. And so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a strange world. I loved it. I'm still doing it. It's, yeah, being an athlete or a sports person of any sort, you're constantly focused on health and fitness and well-being because everything, all your functions revolve around that. You know, if you're not healthy, if you're not sleeping, if you're not eating good and you're not recovering quickly, like, you can't perform. So it's given me basically the lifestyle that I wanted. What made you step away from the sport after just four years of competing? I took some years off once I turned 30. I had some time out and did some coaching and settled down and rested a little bit since I'd been doing it since I was 16. After coaching and having some time out, I got the fire back in my belly and went back on tour and became European champ and signed with the Italian Olympic team. And so now I'm on a scholarship with them and hopefully preparing to be on the Olympic team one day and qualify for that. It's been a definite roller coaster ride and You suffered a major injury in 2018. Tell us about that. How did that happen? Yeah, I hurt my neck in in my early years on tour and just you're down a couple of painkillers and some anti-inflammatories and get back on the horse as quickly as you can when you're young. You don't really take into consideration the long-term effects of degeneration, I guess, and getting older. You don't think you're going to get older. So I had a three massive wipeouts in one week the last one ended up putting me in hospital I I went there to just have it checked up and they wanted to basically do like a pretty invasive surgery and told me that I needed to retire and that I'm getting older and that I'm high risk paraplegic and 
yeah, all this bad news and it was a pretty stressful time for me because, you know, I felt sore but I didn't feel like it was over for me, you know. I didn't really understand what was going on and all the fear around it and it was pretty crazy but I just went home after all that news from the surgeon and meditated and slowly started doing yoga and pretty much had a raw vegan super alkaline diet with lots of juicing, no sugar, no coffee, no drugs, nothing at all that would aggravate my system. So no medication to help you through this pain? I didn't take one single pill, not one of the heavy duty painkillers or anti-inflammatories that they gave me. All I did was use a hot pack and meditate and completely changed my diet. So nothing inflammatory. What made you want to go through the healing process that way? I've always kind of had an alternative approach to life and a holistic approach. I definitely believe in modern medicine, but I also believe in the power of the mind and the body and the body's ability to to heal itself if given the opportunities. I wanted to try that first. You know, I wasn't going to rush into surgery. They gave me two months to let my neck settle down and make a decision on which surgery I was going to choose. And in those two months, I ended up healing myself. And so... I never went back to the doctor. Would you recommend this for other people? Would you do um, this process this way again? Oh, 100%. I always recommend the natural approach first if you can. If you can avoid, you know, getting cut open and invasive surgery like that that you can't turn back on, I would recommend that to anybody first if you can. And definitely, you know, we're always into quick fixes in this modern day and age. I don't believe that anything, kind of any of those quick fixes are really going to have a long-term good effect. I think everything that's any good kind of takes a little bit more work and effort and more attention to details. Yeah, I definitely recommend it to to all my friends. I'm very passionate about self-healing and not having to constantly rely on going to the doctor or taking pills for this and that when sometimes it's just mental state and diet and also just some rest. I just need just some time out. So after that time out, how long was it before you were back competitively surfing? I got back into competition maybe four months after my life and my career was going to change. Wow. And since then, obviously, you said you've joined the Italian national team. What does that mean to you kind of getting to represent Italy? It's just another angle to my career and another path and adventure for me. It's really connected to my Italian culture and heritage. And so working with the team and the coaches, energy has definitely been like, something that I always felt I was lacking in my solo, independent, lonely life room, you know. So that team, me and around those guys, and yeah, we ended up winning the uh, European Championship. Italy won. We beat everybody, so pretty stoked. And your next goal, obviously, is to compete with Italy at the 2021 Olympics, and surfing is new to the Olympic scene. How do you feel about surfing being included? Yeah, I mean, I kind of way that the sport is going to evolve and grow and, and introduce more countries to it. I mean, you know, surfing is, is everywhere. They surf in rivers. They surf in swimming pools. It's just about riding waves. And, yeah, obviously the best part about it for me is our beautiful, clean beaches here in WA. But riding the waves, riding on top of water, moving water, and the energy around that is, is such an incredible feeling. So I think, yeah, spreading that is, is a great thing and... I really hope to be a part of the Olympics in in any way I can. That's the goal. Are you sick and tired of your boring old surfboard? Are you maybe wanting to take it to the next level? Well, you need surf paints. That's right. These are paint pens 
that you can use to decorate, paint and draw on your surfboard. A local Esperance surfer a few years ago started this little business and it's the perfect thing if you're trying to add character to your boards, make it something of your own. Now, I'm no professional surfer. To be honest, I can't even stand up. But I really enjoyed getting these colored markers, giving it a go and drawing some cool art designs on my board. These pens work on anything from soft top boards to fiberglass boards. And while the focus is surfing, it can be applied to wood glass and ceramic surfaces. And today, as Surf Paints are offering all my listeners 10% off your first purchase with them. So go to the website, Surf Paints, chuck in the code left of field. Get creative. How are you going right now on the surfing scene? Well, my surfing career stopped once we went into lockdown and we can't travel. And I mean, I'm surfing every day and I'm training and my life hasn't changed in terms of like what I do on a daily basis, other than that I'm not doing contests and I'm not going anywhere to compete. So, Just in full preparation yeah. for when you can get back out there and do you know when your next competition is? No, I think everything's kind of up in the air. I mean, they're saying next year, but I don't know. I'm just taking it day by day. I mean, I never would have thought I'd be in this situation as it was. I was competing in China actually in January and I got home right before all of it happens. So, you know, just you never really know what's going to happen. I'm just living in the moment and, you know, at least I'm stuck at home. I'm, I really needed it, actually. <laughs> what's your favourite breakdown there? What do you recommend that everyone should get out and surf? I think Yelling Up's probably the best spot on earth. So, yeah. Yelling your favourite break around the world? Is that your favourite still? Yeah, I, mean, I love Hawaii. Hawaii's probably my favourite spot on earth. You know, I'm a West Aussie and. The southwest is home, so that, that's where I want to be. And it's, for me, it's the, some of the best waves in the world that I've ever seen. And consistency-wise and clean and accessibility, like it's just we have everything here, so I don't want to be anywhere else. We have everything. We have sharks. What do you do to avoid the risk of sharks and how do you feel about them in the water? Do you have anything that you use on your board to repel them? or? Well, just surfing with sharks is just a part of surfing I think that sharks need to be in the the ocean for a healthy ecosystem so I'm glad that they're here obviously I don't want to get eaten by one but it's going surfing in big waves and and breaking your back or your neck as I basically did and or getting run over by some learner surfer or getting the surfboard in the face knocking out your teeth like cutting your leg open with rocks cracking your head on the rocks like there's so many ways to get hurt I definitely don't feed the sharks in too much. I don't wear shark shields. I go off instinct if I don't feel like it's a safe spot for some reason. Like, I'm not going to go out in the middle of a whale carcass. And for me, it's worth the risk. There's so many other ways to <laughs> to die. So I'm not worried about that's not on my big fear list. I'm just happy that our ocean is clean and healthy and that we have sharks living in it. What's your best surfing story? What is your go to? Do you know who Jenna Jamison is? Yeah. Yeah, I taught her how to surf in Fiji on a trip with Nixon. That was a pretty funny story. No one would have believed me spending a week with her, teaching her how to surf and riding tandem. How did um, that go? How did she go? <laughs> she's a good sport. She's, yeah, she's a good sport. <laughs> so many stories, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. But I won Pipeline with one and a half legs. That was a pretty good story. But yeah, How did you do surf. that? I just got barreled. I didn't really have to use my legs too much. Just kind of just stood up and 
wiggled around and, yeah, pulled it off. I don't know. Beware of the injured warrior, apparently. Apparently. No, that sounds great. And obviously surfing's been a part of your life for so many years, but who are you away from the water? Who is Claire Bevelacqua without surfing? That's a scary thought. I mean, I guess that was part of why I worked so hard to get back in the water when they, the surgeon tried to kind of tell me that my career was over. Um, I got a lot of energy. Surfing helps me training and, and keeping a healthy mind and we deal with anxiety and stress just being in the water. Yeah, I guess I'm just another person without surfing and surfing just compliments me. Obviously, you can't competitively surf forever, unfortunately. You can definitely get out on a board for the rest of your life. But what is your plans post-surfing? I probably would get back into coaching. I mean, I really did enjoy working with kids. I'm just so passionate about sharing that healthy lifestyle and, and using surfing as a way to, to get away and so many ways that you can use surfing to help better your life. Doing coaching or something like that, sharing it with people, I don't know. Maybe build another house. And then another house. Wow. That will be another good task. You mentioned that you love coaching people and giving healthy advice. For our listeners, obviously, there's COVID times. There's been a lot of uncertainty. And just in general, what would be some tips that you would like people to, you know, maybe consider in everyday, today life that you use? Your body is your temple and, and you only get one and you only have one mind and one heart and one spirit. So... It's such a beautiful, safe, clean spot to live. Yeah, off the back of that, what's a motto then that you like to live your life by? I don't know. I guess I just try to live in the moment. That would probably be, you know, the best thing because whenever you, you get stressed or anxious or nervous, and it's usually because you're worried about something and maybe even something that hasn't happened or something that possibly could happen. So yeah, just bringing back to the moment and dealing with things in the moment probably the best advice that I could give don't get too ahead of yourself (laughs) perfect obviously you're down in yelling up area at the moment what's the surf like should people be coming down over the next few weeks (laughs) well it's been like norwest so windy and onshore and rainy for like two weeks it's been like that all winter where it's been incredible and then there's always waves there's always something to do if it's windy you can go windsurfing or kite surfing or fly a kite I don't know you can you, you kind of just adapt down there there's there's lots of lots of good things great well maybe I'll need to head down and you can take me out I'm not a very good surfer I've have attempted on my boyfriend's board before but I'm not very good maybe a few tips from you and I impress everyone thank you so much for chatting to us enjoy your house good luck out there on the waves thank you so much hope you enjoyed that chat with Claire. She's a very inspiring girl. She has a lot of energy as well. Building a house, that's pretty impressive. Please, if you enjoyed this podcast, tell someone about it and get them to listen. Spread the word and there's more exciting things coming in the future. So stay tuned.